0: Hey, what's up? It's your host, Kat Jones. Today is April 21st, 2020. We're not talking about Orange Julius today, here on Queer All Year. Hey, what's up? This is Kat, and I am joined, as always, by my bro and sound producer and co-host, Mick G. Yo,
1: yo, yo! I'm in the house. What's going on?
0: Um, this, you know, some... What is it called? Behind Baseball, whatever it's called. This is the second time we're recording this.
1: Yeah, good old uh, GarageBand here deleted our wonderful episode we had recorded for you.
0: Yeah, but at least the at least the way we're doing it now with the quarantine and everything, like my half survived, and so we, we know what we talked about.
1: You now we're able to go back and look a little bit.
0: It's very interesting. I, I was sitting here, you know, blah, 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 blah. Silence for like a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Star Trek.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, we went into a thing about how this is supposed to be the uh, day that Rome was built by Romulus day. and Remus.
0: And then uh, we talked about how Star Trek had Romulus and it wasn't Romulans. And then I said that Remus wasn't a planet. And McGee schooled me on that, which is crazy because I just. Because Remus is, is, is a planet all I ever do is talk about Star Trek with my husband and that's not like a joke that's
1: and then you confuse me somehow with uh somehow switching it oh. over to Harry Potter
0: Yeah well because Remus is Remus Lupin and then I thought that Romulus was uh name was the name of Sirius Black's brother and I can't I haven't figured out Sirius Black's brother's name cuz I just didn't even think to google it but Uh, It turns out that no, Romulus was the fake name that Remus used on that wizarding uh, underground radio show that they did. That whole book was a fever dream, which I think I said last in our recording. (laughs) It was was like camping and then they ate some shrooms or something because then it just turned into like just a fever dream of like Lupin and Tonks and babies and then uh everybody's dead just fever dream everybody's dead nobody gets a death scene no one gets like the courtesy of and then did we talk about how jk rowling is a coward
1: yeah we did
0: okay she's a (laughs) coward jk rowling is a just the worst of all people i don't know we can talk forever About She's... how angry it makes me that she didn't have the courage and conviction to say in the book that Dumbledore was gay. She waited until yeah, she, she, like, I she out all the money she could out of her Christian listen- or readers or whatever, the ones who stuck around, and then she was like, eh, he's gay, you know, just hmm. on Twitter.
1: like, Just so God. she could seem uh, progressive.
0: Yeah, exactly. She keeps adding to the story, like people ask questions or whatever, like blah, blah, and and she answers and they're not questions that could ever be answered by the book. So she's like writing the book as she speaks. And it's like, I'm not taking anything you say after you've written everything down as mm-hmm. canon. So Dumbledore being gay is not canon. Although I think in one of she wrote another book, The Magical Whatever be somewhere to find them, and then they made a movie. I think maybe Dumbledore, young Dumbledore was gay. Oh. In. I don't know. I didn't watch it. I'm done giving her money. Yeah,
1: I never watched it either. Yeah,
0: I'll torrent some stuff. No, I won't. I've never <laughs> I'm too um paranoid to torrent things. Yeah, anyway, these days. Spanish-American War. So apparently Spain declared war against us on this date, but Congress waited until April 25th and they were like Fine, I guess
1: <laughs> we'll go to your war,
0: yeah. Well, okay, try it fine. out, find Mexico, whatever. <laughs> let's just build a wall, I guess. Um, so yeah, you don't have a segment today, right? No, nope. you had a segment yesterday, so you want to talk about our story?
1: Yep, let's go. Let's go on. This in. is
0: much faster getting into the story than last time. yeah but there was a lot of star trek last
1: time
0: (laughs) um so McGee, i asked you last time um and i don't know if you uh remember but have you heard of a sip in
1: um i hadn't i
0: mean now you have but well
1: yeah i have but um (laughs) yeah i um i learned a new thing
0: yeah and we're gonna pretend you're learning it again so you and we we established that you had heard of a sit-in yep yeah so that, and that's when you sit, or you know, during the civil rights movement, black people would go and sit at a bar, and where they weren't allowed to sit, and then um, they would get arrested or water hosed or whatever they felt like doing. Probably not water hosed in a restaurant.
1: It's a form of peaceful, peaceful protest, is what. Um,
0: yeah. That is peaceful protest, and then the people don't respond very peacefully. Often, So a sip-in was a play on that, and I don't know how much I um, like that term because it just, um, I I feel like uh, it wasn't nearly as provocative as the sit-ins, and it was like a one-time thing, but whatever. So it was 1966 um, at the Julius Bar in New York, and this was done by the New York... Mattachine Society I'm never going to pronounce that word correctly sorry um so the bar was opened in the mid-1800s so the current owner says it was open in 1864 uh the general opinion like the like the general um talk around town is that it was actually 1867 but it was either during the civil war or two years after the civil war so it's super old and it still exists and it's still open Um, And right now it's like a popular gay bar, but we will talk about that. Um, It got super famous around in the jazz era because it was like right down the street from a really famous for like at least one really famous jazz club and then several like really popular ones. So it became the favorite bar of a lot of famous people and some famous queer people who um, really loved the bar, were Tennessee Williams, who was a famous American playwright that we've discussed in the past. And um, how did we decide that this name is pronounced? I McGee, mean, Rudolf Nureyev? Nureyev?
1: Oh, N- we just we failed.
0: Yeah, we gave up. I, I didn't think to look up the pronunciation because I didn't think I'd be saying it again. Uh, so he was a famous and massively influential Soviet ballet dancer, which is an amazing thing to say. Um, He, a lot of his techniques are still used today. He was, um, he was gay and he died of AIDS in the 90s, 80s, maybe. Um, he wouldn't acknowledge that he had HIV or AIDS for a long time. And I think maybe he didn't seek treatment. Not that there was great treatment anyway, but, um, and then also, um, Truman Capote, who's the author of Breakfast at Tiffany's and most notably for Kansans in Cold Blood. Which is considered the first true crime novel, which is an interesting category since true crime means true, obviously, and novel is a fictional story. So um, it's believed that In Cold Blood was actually the first nonfiction novel. So that's a huh. weird <laughs> statement. So basically, it's like historical fiction, but more factual. So it's basically historical events with a lot of artistic license taken. And uh, just because we're in Kansas, here's a quick synopsis. It is the story of the um, murder and investigation surrounding um, a the Clutter family in Holcomb, Kansas, which is apparently the location of the best Mexican restaurant in the world, according to my husband. And I keep trying to make enchiladas that taste like they're from there. And he keeps saying, well, hmm. almost. So I'm, I'm figuring it out. <laughs> But so in 1959, the whole family, um, Herb, Bonnie, their daughter, Nancy, and their son, Kenyon, were murdered in cold blood in the middle of the night by two strangers um, named Perry Smith and Richard Hickok. And um, Truman Capote just read a short little blurb about it in like the New York Times or something. It was like, I'm driving out or not driving, but like taking a train with taking a train out there with. um, Oh, my gosh, I just forgot her name. The author of *To Kill a Mockingbird*. Anyway, they were BFFs. They took a train out there, and he, you know, hung out and kind of got people to like him. And then he wrote this thing, and a lot of people were like, "I didn't ever say that. That didn't happen." So anyway, we'll talk about Capote. Go watch that movie. Um, <coughs> it's a great movie. All right. With um, who did we establish was in that last time? Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Ah. And yeah, he's amazing. So then, so after Prohibition ended, um, and. Ugh, Everyone knows what Prohibition is. I'm not going to go watch Ken Burns' Prohibition. Um, many states put really homophobic laws in place because they just kind of went crazy. Like, after Prohibition, everyone went crazy with, like, the the laws, like, you know, you can't have alcohol on Sundays. Like, we just got the right to get alcohol on Sundays, you know, in, like, the 90s here in Kansas. And now they can sell stronger beer in the grocery stores. Yep, they can
1: sell um, low-proof wine, too.
0: Yeah, yep, and we just got that, like, what, last year, the year before?
1: Something like that, yeah.
0: Meanwhile, when I go see my friend in Missouri, we just, like, pop into, like, a grocery store at 3 in the morning (laughs) and buy, like, vodka up to our ears and, you know. That
1: is always a shock when you leave Kansas and you see those gas stations. We go to
0: Missouri and you're like, Well, look at all this real alcohol. Look, I can get (laughs) like moonshine cherries, which are fantastic. Um, Just, you know, they are um, maraschino cherries soaked in moonshine. You got to get to the third one. The first one is like, oh, but then you got to you got to eat the second one. And the second one's like, but the third one's like, oh, this is really good. And there (laughs) you go. Um Yeah, so anyway, um, sorry, Mom. Um, Yeah, so in New York, they put in a weird law um, saying that um, they would be able to revoke the liquor license of any bar owners who, quote, suffer or permit their premises to become disorderly, and they deliberately did not find disorderly, um, which allowed them to sneak, you know, any homosexual activity, such as being gay, into the definition. Um, serving, you know, openly gay people or or people who are known to be gay would result in your liquor license being revoked. Things got raided all the time. Like, Stonewall was raided, obviously. Um, and this, this was three years before Stonewall, though. Um, yeah, so, but it was like, you know, how did they know you were gay? You know, it would just be like, usually... I don't know, usually you just kind of like looked at someone the wrong way and that person happened to be like an undercover police officer or whatever and then uh, then your liquor license got revoked or something. So anyway, three members of the Mattachine Society, um, including Dick Leisch, who was the leader of the society, uh, Craig Rodwell, I can't remember his role, and John Timmons, who was just a regular member entered the bar, told the bartender, we are homosexuals, we are orderly, we intend to remain orderly, and we are asking for service. And I, now that I think about it, I want to go to a bar and say that, I guess. I don't know. Let's do <laughs> it. Um, so they'd tried to do this at three other bars before they got to Julius, but the first one was closed, and the second and third ones decided to serve them anyway. And when a, I think it was New York Times or something, interviewed one of the bartenders later, he was like, how do, how am I supposed to know they were gay? They just came in and said they were homosexuals. They weren't doing anything gay. So, like, whatever. So we served them anyway. But then when they got to Julius, um, the bartender started to pour the drink. But then he stopped and placed his hand over the glass. Which resulted in one of gay rights, gay rights movement's, like, most iconic photos ever. Like, it's a really great photo. And I'll have to put it up on our social media. Remember to do that. Um... The SLA, State Liquor Authority's CEO, which is weird because it's a state thing, but they have a CEO, okay. Uh, His name was Thomas F. Ring. He tried to do some uh, COA by um, saying that it was up to the bar owner's discretion whether to serve alcohol to anyone, you know, that they felt, you know, it was like we reserve the right to not sell whatever. Um, And that homosexuality wasn't itself classified as disorderly, which is um, blatantly untrue because nothing is classified as disorderly. So people were getting arrested for being disorderly left and right just for being gay. So Dick, the leader of the society, challenged the law with the help of the ACLU. And the Commission on Human Rights eventually claimed that um, homosexuals were allowed to drink in bars and that they couldn't be considered disorderly just for being gay. And so this allowed gays to drink openly in bars again. Um, but this was still, like I said, three years before Stonewall, so places were still getting raided. Um, usually the police would tell them beforehand, hey, we're going to raid this place, you know, for looks. No one ever really got super arrested, I guess. Um, but, like, the stone at Stonewall, at the uprising, they just had freaking enough, you know. Um, so an interesting note is that the, um, when the uh, can't be gay in bars law was passed, um, the um, un- like underground started creating gay bars that were mafia run. So um, while sto- uh, during the Stonewall riots, that means that the New York mafia actually owned Stonewall at that time. So that was pretty cool. So it wasn't our mafia. It wasn't the gay mafia. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so queer, all your mafia, mafia, keep fighting the good fight, but um don't, like, join the actual mafia, um because that might get you hurt. So, anyway, so that is the Julius Bar Sip-In, so where the homosexuals were orderly.
1: Wonderful, yeah. <laughs>
0: Indeed. Hopefully that wasn't too dry.
1: I don't know, it was great. Um, all right, well, I'm going to go on to our uh, housekeeping here. So, um, if you guys would like to like us, we'd like you a lot. Check us out on Facebook as Queer All Year, or you can get more in-depth conversations with us in our group, the Queer All Year Mafia. Mafia. Um, you can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, places like Queer All Year Pod, or that's our name on those places. Um... And if you want bonus content, you can go to Patreon.com/queerallyear. It has um, videos, it has bloopers, it has our ringtone, it has a uh, video. We uh, just got a new um, Patreon, Patreon member today, so if uh, you want to get in on the, in on all that, check out Patreon.com/queerallyear.
0: Indeed. Um, And if you would like to... We would love it if you would tell people about us because word of mouth is very important and your words coming out of your mouths are awesome Uh, and people think they're awesome and they will listen to you because the words coming out of your mouth are awesome. And give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen. Um, Hit us up with you know, whatever you think is awesome about us on the review, and then, like, maybe in the group be like, actually, I have constructive criticism. we be like, oh, okay, that's fine. Uh, five-star review, though, anyway. And um, I think that's my spiel, right? So now we yeah. have to ask the unicorn? Mm-hmm. All right. So today, the unicorn, we talked about unicorn a little bit last time we recorded it, because it was, it's a thinker. Oh, so, yeah. So... Um, Today, the unicorn says, don't keep a false truth just because it serves you in the moment. Which is interesting, because it's like, yeah. it's like don't lie or don't, ex- you know, but only it, for a moment. It's like you're going to get rid of it later, you know it's a false truth or something.
1: Well, no, to me, it's saying that it, um, everything comes to catch up to you eventually.
0: Oh, yes, it does.
1: Because, um, yeah, it's saying... You were using a false, false truth to get something done to, uh, you know, cross a, cut a corner or something
0: yeah. and, um, or it could that be like it's if going to follow you. If you're having a debate or something, um, or whatever, don't like, if the other person is winning, like, listen to them, I guess, you know, like, don't yeah. keep saying the earth is flat someone is making more sense i guess i don't know that sounds pr- practical. sure that was the word i yeah. was about to say <laughs> plastic wall. um so i guess that is about it you got anything else McGee? no that
1: sounds about good
0: yeah all right cool well we hope that you are all having fun sheltering in place We hope that you are – if you're going to do a protest like is scheduled for Kansas soon, um, do it smartly and preferably not with a group of people that say you can only have American and – or the American flag and the Kansas flag uh, because generally uh, those aren't going to be queer-liking people. Um, And don't listen to the
1: news, please.
0: Yeah, yeah. if you need need news, we'll tell you about it.
1: Ah, uh, well. Don't worry let, about it.
0: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening in the world, except that can't, there's going to be a protest at the Capitol telling the governor to open up the state. And it's like, what do you... Okay. Yeah, so, it's because um, the
1: media has been telling everyone that the... Or the conservative side of it has been telling everyone to open the doors. And so...
0: Yeah. Well, and everything keeps saying, like, legislators are, you know planning on seeing what opening the government would look like again and it's like okay so they're talking about it they're not saying it's going to open up by this date or whatever you know stop yeah. just chill but anyway so um yeah protest safely uh be nice to each other or not don't though protests, D- just, just don't nice. go
1: to the i'd say really don't go because yeah. we're supposed to be staying indoors it's no, not No you know how they're a- doing it what?
0: The way they're doing it is they're staying in their cars. And so they're putting banners on the sides of their car and stuff. And they're not obstructing traffic. And they're not, like, you know, being disorderly or anything. But they're just driving around the Capitol, honking their horns and flashing their lights, apparently. I guess. You're huh. not allowed to get out of your car because you're not allowed to, like, be around each other or something. And I'm like, this is the dumbest protest i've ever heard (laughs) and i hope it goes down in the history books because it's stupid anyway don't do stupid things be nice to each other uh if you're gonna protest then protest people being stupid and mean um shelter in place still and um remember that no matter where you are you are exactly where the universe wants you to be